Chapter Thirty One of the Dark Other. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Dark Other by Stanley G. Weinbaum. Chapter Thirty One Not Humanly Possible. Pat opened weary eyes and gazed at a blank, uninformative ceiling. It was some moments before she realized she was lying on the couch in the room of Nicholas Devine. Somebody had placed her there, presumably, since she was quite unaware of the circumstances of her awakening. Then recollection began to form. Dr. Carl. The other. The roar of a shot. After that nothing save a turmoil ending in blankness a sound of movement beside her drew her attention she turned her head and perceived dr hawker kneeling over a form on the floor fingering a white bandage about the head of the figure her recollections took instant form she remembered the catastrophes of the evening last night rather since dawn glowed dully in the window she had shot nick she gave a little moan and pushed herself to a sitting position the doctor glanced at her with a sick shaky smile hello he said come too have you sorry i couldn't give you any attention he gave the bandage a final touch here's a job i had no heart for he muttered better for everyone to let things happen without interference the girl returning to full awareness noticed now that the bandage consisted of strips of the doctor's shirt she glanced fearfully at the still features of nicholas devine she saw pale cheeks and closed eyes but indubitably not the grim mien of the demon dr carl she whispered he isn't he isn't not yet but will he i don't know that's a bad spot a wound at the base of the brain you'd best know it now pat but also realize that nothing can happen to you i'll see to that to me she said dully what difference does that make it's nick i want saved i'll do my best for you honey said hawker with almost a hint of reluctance i phoned briggs general for an ambulance your faint lasted a full quarter hour he added what can we tell them asked the girl what can we say don't you say anything pat i'm not on the board for nothing he rose from his knees glancing out of the window into the cool dawn queer neighborhood he said all that yelling and a shot and still no sign of interest from the neighbors that's chicago though he mused lucky for us pat we can handle the thing quietly now but the girl was staring dully at the still figure on the floor oh god she said huskily help him dr carl i'll do my best responded hawker gloomily i was a good surgeon before i specialized in psychiatry brain surgery too it led right into my present field pat said nothing but dropped her head on her hands and stared vacantly before her better for you and for him too if i fail muttered the doctor his words brought a reply you won't fail she said tensely you won't 
not voluntarily i'm afraid he growled morosely i've still a little respect for medical ethics but if ever a case his voice trailed into silence as from somewhere in the dawn sounded the wail of a siren there's the ambulance he finished pat sat unmoving as the sounds from outdoors detailed the stopping of the vehicle before the house she heard the doctor descending the steps and the creak of the door and though it took place before her eyes she scarcely saw the white-coated youths as they lifted the form of nicholas devine and bore it from the room on a stretcher treading with carefully broken steps to prevent the swaying of the support dr hawker's order to follow made no impression on her she sat dully on the couch as the chamber emptied why she wondered had the thought of nick's death disturbed her soul wasn't it but a short time since they had both contemplated it what had occurred to alter that determination nick was dying she thought mournfully all that remained was for her to follow there on the floor lay the revolver and on the table glistening in the wan light reposed the untouched lethal draught that was the preferable way she mused staring fixedly at its glowing contour but suppose nick weren't to die she'd have abandoned him to his terrible doom left him to face a situation far more ominous than any unknown terrors beyond death she shook her head distractedly and looked up to meet the eyes of dr hawker who was watching her gravely in the doorway come on pat he said gently she rose followed him down the stairs and out into the morning light the driver of the ambulance stared curiously at her disheveled bedraggled figure but she was so weary and forlorn that even the effort of brushing away the black strands of hair that clouded her smoke-dark eyes was beyond her she slumped into the seat of the doctor's car and sighed in utter exhaustion rush it hawker called to the driver ahead i'll follow you the car swept into motion and the swift cool morning air beating against her face from the open window restored some clarity to her mind she fixed her eyes on the rear of the speeding vehicle they followed is there any hope at all she queried despondently i don't know pat i can't tell yet when you closed your eyes he had half turned dodged and the bullet entered his skull near the base near the cerebellum if it had pierced the cerebellum his heart and breathing must have stopped instantly they didn't however and that's a mildly hopeful sign very mildly hopeful though do you know now what that devil what the attack was no pat hawker admitted i don't call it a devil if you like i can't name it any better his voice changed to a tone of wonder pat i can't understand that paralyzing fascination the thing exerted i any medical man would say that mental dominance of that sort doesn't exist hypnotism the girl suggested bah every psychiatrist uses hypnotism in his business it's part of some treatments there's nothing of fascination about it no dominance of one will over another despite the popular view that's natural and understandable this was like well like the exploded claims of mesmerism 
i tell you it's not humanly possible and yet i felt it not humanly possible murmured pat that's the answer then dr carl maybe now you'll believe in my devil i'm tempted to you'll have to can't you see it dr carl even his name nick that's a colloquialism for the devil isn't it and divine i suppose said hawker refers to his angelic ancestry devils are only fallen angels aren't they all right said pat wearily make fun of it you'll see i'm not making fun of your theory honey i can't offer a better one myself i never saw nor heard of anything similar and i'm not in position to ridicule any theory but you don't believe me of course i don't pat you're weaving an intricate fairy tale about a pathological condition and a fortuitous suggestiveness in names whatever the condition is and i confess i don't understand it it's something rational and those things can be treated treated by exorcism said the girl that's the only way anyone ever succeeded in casting out a devil the doctor made no answer the wailing vehicle ahead of them swung rapidly out of sight into an alley and hawker halted his car before the gray facade of briggs general come in here he said helping pat to alight you'll want to wait won't you how long she queried listlessly before before you'll know perhaps immediately the only chance is to get that bullet out at once if there's still time for it she followed him into the building past a desk where a white-clad girl regarded her curiously and up an elevator he led her into a small office sit here he said gently and disappeared she sat dully in the chair he had indicated and minutes passed she made no attempt to think the long cataclysmic night had exhausted her powers she simply sat and suffered the deep scratches of fingernails burned in the flesh of her back her cheek pained from the violent slap and her head and jaw ached from that first blow the one that had knocked her unconscious last evening but these twinges were minor they were merely physical and the hurts of the demon had struck far deeper than any physical injury the damage to her spirit was by all odds the more painful it numbed her mind and dulled her thoughts and she simply sat idle and stared at the blank wall she had no conception of the interval before dr hawker returned he entered quietly and began rinsing his hands at a basin in the corner is it over she asked listlessly not even begun he responded however it isn't too late he'll be ready in a moment or so i wish it were over she murmured one way or the other i too said the doctor with all my heart i wish it were over if there were anyone within call who could handle it i'd turn it to him gladly but there isn't he moved again toward the door leaning out and glancing down the hall you stay here he admonished her don't try to find us i want no interruptions no matter what enters that mind of yours you needn't worry she said soberly i'm not fool enough for that she leaned wearily back in the chair closing her eyes a long interval passed 
she was vaguely surprised to see the doctor still standing in the doorway when she opened her eyes she had fancied him already in the midst of his labor what will you do she asked about what i mean what sort of operation will it need probing or what oh he said i'll have to trephine him must get that bullet what's that trephine he glanced down the hall they're ready he said and turned to go at the door he paused trephining is to open a little door in the skull if your devil is in his head we'll have it out along with the bullet his footsteps receded down the hall end of chapter 31